You're listening to the premier home of motorsports for nearly two decades. The Race Central Radio Show. Back on ESPN Radio 1600. Now, here is your host, one of the most respected motorsports voices in America. Motorsports Insider, Kurt Hansen. Uh, here we go. It's 4.02 in the afternoon. It's the second hour power. Great hour number one uh, in the books with all my incredibly uh, non-politically correct commentary. But, hey, that's what we do. It's why we're entertaining. It's why you listen. It's why you watch Race Central TV. You can watch us on Denver Comcast. Also, Amazon Prime, Roku. Uh, I mean, Stevie Wonder can see us on the old telly. Uh, the longest-running motorsports show on television, but also easiest found at racecentralmedia.com. Uh, we know him. You know, we love him. Uh, the curator of bigwestracing.com, our good friend, Photo Joe Starr. Joe, a little practice this afternoon. Uh, a lot of people out there, you say? Yeah, there aren't. Uh, Cassie Hines just drove by, and I'm, I'm sitting here looking at Jace Hansen's rig and car and stuff. Uh, uh, so we have we have a bunch of super late models up here, uh, uh, Bandoleros. Lights and cars, pure stocks, uh, and more coming. So, I mean, we're here at practice today until 7. Um, at least that's what the schedule said, 3 to 7. So. <laughs> and you're out there taking pictures of everybody. I haven't taken any yet. I've uh, been talking to some people here in the pits. Uh, talked to Ethan uh, uh, Hunter. Uh, they got the number 37 super late model. Uh, he's not going to run the tour race next week, but I think the other two cars, Cassidy Hines and Jace Hansen, I believe they will be Jace for sure. Now, Cassie, I haven't talked to them. Her dad just walked by just a few minutes ago, but I wasn't able to flag him down. Uh, but here comes the mom, so maybe I will ask while we're on the air. <laughs> yeah, just uh, I'll I'll have a burger, rare cheese, pickles, the whole deal. Um, it's not Cassidy, but we have a great uh, lineup of, of really fast uh, women here in Colorado competing in many different forms of motorsports. Um, it's not Cassidy, but it's the other young lady that um, broke her ankle, broke her foot or something? Uh, you're, you might be thinking about um, Tessa Marone. Tessa, yeah, that's it. She did not break it. It was sprained. She's out mm-hmm. here. Uh, well, her dad rebuilt that uh, legend car. She's out here with a legend car. She raced last week in the late model, so she's uh, she's doing real well. Yeah, she is. She's got to be a sophomore in high school next year, so <laughs> I'd, I'd love to be her driving instructor. Oh, my so, God. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's really cool to see um, – you know, and yeah, so was that in a, in a crash in the legend where she hurt her ankle? Uh, it was in qualifying. The, the throttle stuck, and she went into the turn three wall for full speed. Oh. Uh, it was pretty devastating. It uh, it looked really bad. Uh, the same <clears> as Rob uh, Sears. Uh, a couple weeks before that, he'd had the throttle stick on his number 43, and he wound up with broken ribs. He had five broken ribs, I think, that they said mm. and it was spent a night in the hospital overnight uh, for ob- observation but he must be doing all right i've seen some pictures on facebook at stadium taking in a ball game yeah, good stuff what do uh <clears throat> in your saged ways uh denny hamlin kyle larson i mean wtf what well i don't know maybe denny, denny hamlin's doing stuff on purpose to take some of the pressure off of bubba so that Bubba's not the most boot driver in NASCAR, but Denny is right now. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Denny yeah. is the car owner, so. Oh, well, yeah. Um, I wonder how all this stuff, I mean, 
I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to get myself in trouble. But um, I wonder what Michael Jordan thinks of all this. <laughs> well, Michael jumped in with both feet. And uh, uh, there were some people saying that he sold his show, the, uh, the Charlotte Bobcats, uh, or Hornets, whatever they're called these days, uh, to help fund the uh, uh, 2311 team. Now, I don't know. I think uh, Michael's got plenty of money that he can do whatever he wants without having to sell anything. But uh, he's, he's jumped into a whole new world. Yeah, he has. Um, kind of like the Hall Penner group um, in buying the Broncos. You know, they went in wide-eyed and, you know, puppy, uh, puppy tails and wagon and all that stuff. And uh, uh, they learned real fast that it's not like building a Walmart. It's a, it's a very complex – and I'm not ripping them. Uh, trust me when I tell you. It's just um, – you know, as we say in, in Hollywood and in my business, uh, singers want to be actors, actors want to be singers, doctors want to be lawyers, and lawyers want to be doctors. I have no idea why. Well, let's face it. Owning the Broncos, owning a major sporting uh, franchise or racing a car, it's all ego-driven. If it wasn't for ego, there would, there would be none of this stuff. Um, that's, why the they have, owners, that's why they have helmets, to keep your ego inside uh, your head. Well, the owners, the owners get carried away uh, uh they want a championship team because they want to see that championship trophy on the mantle at their office or work or whatever it is. And, and the same is true in, in motorsports. If it wasn't for the egos to say, I can do that or I can do that better than the other guy, there'd be no sport to it. That's true. Nobody would spend this kind of money doing this. Well, the, the, the faces of all the, the alleged ownership group, uh, Lewis Hamilton, uh, Condi Rice, and everybody, when uh, the Broncos got you know their ass kicked, just to say it the way it is, on Monday Night Football, and everybody was there, and they're sitting in the box. And I swear to God, if you look at the, the their face, it's like they found a mouse in their KFC chicken. You're talking about that disaster with the uh, the Los Angeles Rams last year. Uh, was it on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve? Something like that. When they they just got blown out. I mean, that's the one where. I mean, honestly, you have to ask the question: Did the team quit? Oh, there's there's no doubt, and and uh, you know. This, this is not a football show, but I could do one. Um, it, it is what it is. Um, so when you look at the C, I, I've been saying this for weeks now. I've been waiting for somebody to step up. It's kind of been like, you know, a bunch of vanilla ice cream in the doldrums, and it's just kind of everybody's been muddling around. And uh, Martin Truex, as of late, it's, looks like he stepped his game up. Good for Chris Busher, But I, I'm not going to say that Martin has kind of stepped to the lead of the pack, but Hamlin's right there. And I mean, but is is I mean, do you think Martin? Because that nineteen car has been all over the place. Do you think he's starting to build some momentum now that could take him to a championship in twenty twenty three? Of course. I mean, everybody wants to get hot at the right time. We talk about that in all sporting events, baseball, football, and all that. You want to be you want to be at the top of your game at the uh, at the at the most important part of the, the season. And I think that. Uh, that's a bandolero going out to practice. Yeah, nice. I think Martin, Martin wants to uh, has, has got it fired up to win at the top of his game during the championship run. Now, with all this talk about him retiring, if he wins the championship, is he going to hang the helmet up and, and say, "I've done it and, uh, and I'm, I'm I'm done," or is he going to be reinvigorated and say, "Hey, you know, we we won a championship, or we were right there for the championship. I'm going to run another year." Um, I think JD Gibbs, or not, excuse me, the Joe Gibbs. Uh, would like to answer that question also. Well, you know, there, there's, you know, uh, there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that, that uh, I mean, the, the only the way 
that I get the best information is I talk to Pocris, you know, offline or you're at a cup race and you, you, you go to, you go to, you go to all your muzzles and, you know, get the scoop. But yeah, um, it, it's still, who knows? I, I think Martin, he seemed invigorated or reinvigorated at the start of the season when he won the clash, you know, he and Sherry broke up. He felt, you know, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm pissed off. It's uh it's time for me to get back to being a badass and win a championship. But I, I think he's tired. I think he's tired. Joe, i got about 15 seconds, so I just want to say, as always, uh, thanks for joining us on the program. Uh, read BigWestRacing.com. Uh, we'll certainly have to see how it plays out. I, I will not be in Phoenix for the cup finale, which kind of bums me out. But, uh, uh, Joey, have a great weekend. Say hi to Marianne. Sell like, lots of pictures. And I'll talk to you real soon. Thanks for having me on. There he goes. Talk to you soon. Yeah, thanks, the, the, uh, the incomparable. And my good friend, I'm honored to call him that. Uh, Photo Joe Star, BigWestRacing.com. Read the website. And uh, he's got links on the site to, to buy his pictures or see his pictures. He's He is the real deal. Uh, there's a reason why he is the official track photographer at uh, CNS and also part of the Colorado Motorsports Hall of Fame. I'm the Insider. It's Race Central on the radio. More good stuff. And Rafa Matos live from Nashville. We got a weather update. He was raining there earlier today. He is quick time so far. And uh, that's what we do. And after Rafa, maybe I'll let you give us a call at 303-844-3776. That's 303-844-3776. It's Race Central on the radio. It's The Drive from 3 to 5 and racecentralmedia.com. Get the car off the trailer. Now, back to one of the most respected voices in motorsports. Your host, Kurt Hansen. That's about a uh, quarter after the hour. It is the second hour of power. It is Race Central on the radio. I'm Motorsports Insider Kurt Hansen. It's 3 to 5. It's a drive, as we call it, right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1600, FM 104.3. The fan in HD2 and streaming around the country and around the world at racecentralmedia.com. Uh, I know this. It, you hear me say this at nauseum, but it's just it's what I do. Uh, but you know I'm a huge Trans Am uh, fan. I mean, I had some mentors that were Trans Am champions that uh, helped me get my career started. And I've always been a super fan of these cars. There's nothing like the sound of a big old badass V8 uh, rumbling through the streets of Long Beach or Detroit or whatever. And he's been on the program before. He's a terrific guy, uh, a former Atlantic champion and superstar uh, IndyCar driver. And he's currently quick time, rain in the, well, rain on the track today. So only one session in, but it's Rafa Matos. Uh, my man, how are you? Kurt, nice to talk to you, man. A pleasure. Yeah. I'm doing well. Yeah. <laughs> did, uh, did, you just, Every- did you just buy some kind of new, cool, badass motorcycle or something? <laughs> yeah, I've had that motorcycle <laughs> for uh, for the last year. I don't ride a lot, but... And, and it's 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 too fast for me. <laughs> oh, Roth, you got to be kidding me! But then you got the mountain bike. I mean, you just you're like a uh, you got to go fast. Anything you can get your hands on. Yeah, the motorcycle. My garage is a one car garage, and and <laughs> and you you mentioned about Atlantic cars. I, I was presented with my Atlantic car, my championship car. Yep. Uh, from 15 years ago, um, a couple months ago, I I was presented with the car and the owners called me and they, they asked me if I want to have the car and I, I took deliver the car so I have the car in my garage with the motorcycle <laughs> yeah well, I got my DB4 uh, my pro Atlantic car uh, it's, it's been evicted from the garage my wife wasn't going to have anything to do with that what where's mama park what's that where's mama park 
I'm sorry, you're you're breaking down, Kurt. No, I just so uh, uh, there's one car garage, and but you got a family. Where's everybody else park? Oh, that's today. We park the cars on the driveway. My garage is <laughs> it's full of toys, so I don't have space for the actual oh, car. Oh <laughs> my god! So what are you going to take out? What team did you race for? I remember announcing those races. Uh, I remember you won in uh, Houston when I was announcing down there that year. What was the team you drove yeah. for? Yeah, yeah, I drove. I drove for Sierra. Sierra, Sierra. So I thought, yeah, yeah. So, so the team was based at Nevada, and and we won the the champ. We we actually we won the last Atlantic Championship. I was the last Atlantic champion back back in two thousand and seven, which was the last year of Champ Car. You know, after that year, they merged together with IndyCars, and and they they have IndyCars until nowadays. Yeah, when's uh, what's the plan to put it on the track? What are you gonna do? Well, I'm slowly restoring the car. Got it. Um, there's a, they 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 kept the car intact, um, so the car has an engine, gearbox is in perfect conditions. There's a few things I need to to get done to the car, such as um, engine plumbing and, and uh, harness installment, electrical stuff, you know. But the car it, it should be done in a few months, so I'm I'm hoping that I'm gonna hit the track and and. Maybe do some SVRA stuff, maybe HSR. You know, it's. Uh, I'm looking forward. It's a, it's a really nice piece. Was Paul Hauserman building your motors? Who built the motors at Sierra Sierra? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> it should be really good. Well, you know, it's 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 a very um, expensive car to run. So so I'm my plan with the car is to rebuild, make sure that she's running perfect conditions and. Maybe do a few events here and there and just um, store the car, you know. Yeah. So let's talk about Nashville. First of all, uh, that was a hell of a party they had in the streets of Nashville last year. And watching you guys uh, navigate what really felt like a pinball game track and going over the bridge, you know, two bills. Uh, Nashville is very cool. They made some changes, but your quick time today, is it still rainy? What's the weather forecast? Let's unpack that. It's get, it's getting better. I, we had some uh, some chance of raining tomorrow, but I think it's going to be clear. Uh, this morning we we missed the first session. The track was completely uh, uh, there's some standing waters around the track, so we, the series thought it was safer to, to just to cancel the the first session. But uh, we started the second session. The track was damp and you know kept getting faster, and we ended up with the track 100 uh, percent dry. And and my car is it's in the window. The car is fast. And we're hoping to have a successful qualifying tomorrow. And, and we don't have a lot of time until we race. So we race in the afternoon. So it's going to be a very, very uh, compact day. <laughs> he is your 2018 and 21 champion uh, in Trans Am 2. 20 wins. I believe that's more wins than anybody in, in TA2. Uh, you were super quick in Atlantics. You, you, you were super quick in IndyCars. But I don't think you ever really had you know, the best package. Uh, but it seems like this TA thing, it fits you perfectly. Yeah, you know, Kurt, I, I feel really good driving a TA2 car. I think at, the, at this point of my career, it's exactly what I'm looking for in terms of performance, in terms of uh, competitiveness uh, with the series. You know, the series really became a destination uh, since I started racing there back in 2017. You know, when, when, when I started racing there here in Trans Am, we had grids of 15, maximum 20 cars. So now every race we have 35, 40 cars, oh 45 cars. So 
I think there's a lot of um, a lot of teams, drivers, and sponsors that um, that want to be involved with Trans Am, and and it, it really became a, a training ground for for NASCAR drivers also. So those guys are, are coming over to Trans Am and trying to gain some road course experience. And you know, it's uh, in my opinion, I'm I'm a bit biased, but it's it's most certainly the most competitive series in the United States right now. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. When I uh, saw you last. We were at uh, Coda. Uh, I was there with uh, uh, Steve Sharp Sharpie and the guys over at um, uh, who got uh, Stevens Miller and all those guys. But um, yeah. yeah, it's 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 talk to me about getting through the streets of Nashville, uh, narrow, super fast, with forty five freaking cars on the track. How does that work out? It's crazy, man. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, look, luckily. I, I've I've had a lot of experience under my belt, right? Driving Indy Lights, Atlantics, and Indy cars. So so I'm really trying to use all the experience in my advantage right now. But you know, you're not only battling 35 drivers, you're also battling the bumps and and, and the walls. So it's a it's a constant battle. And and as you know, in order to go fast, you you have to be very close to those walls. And any small mistake is going to be very costly. So so it's a uh, it's a very physical, but it's also a, a, a mind game. Yeah, and uh, last time I checked, those walls don't flex much if you hit them. No, <laughs> unless unless you move them. <laughs> well, and that's that's a whole other story. That 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 book's been published for years, but uh, I don't think any anybody. Uh, I white walled them in, in Long Beach, and that was that startled the heck out of me because um, yeah, I mean every lap I'm like, okay, okay, whoa, I mean I. Yeah, I was hitting my marks NASCAR term, but um, yeah, that's it's uh, it's pretty eye opening. So, so you live in Florida, if memory serves me correct, right? Yep, yep. I'm a Floridian. Have been living in Florida for 20 years. Oh boy! So you get together with TK and Helio and the fellas and go yuck it up. Well, I used to. Uh, TK, he uh, he lives in Indy right now, right? So oh. Helio. Yeah, Helio, he always lived in Fort Lauderdale. So during my my IndyCar days, yeah, I hanged out with TK a lot. And, and back then we, we had Vitor Meira and, and, and a couple other guys that lived uh, uh, near Miami and Kibis Kane and, and Brico. So, but, you know, those times are gone. You know, everybody yeah. lives in different places right now. Uh, Boca Raton is where I live right now. So it's about 30 minutes from Miami and it's a very... Very nice area, and you know, just living a, a much more of a, a quiet life right now. You know, I've, I've been married for for a few years, and I have a, a seven year old daughter, and you know, just just enjoying the the family life right now. I'm having a hard time. I I, I know you, and I know you're. I'm having a hard time believing that uh, Rafa Matos is uh, slowing down and li- living a quiet. Uh, life. We got about a minute uh, left or so, and it's uh, thanks so much for joining us on the program. I was really I, I sent Jessica uh, an email and I said I want I want to talk to Rafa because it's been it's been <laughs> probably a year or so. But what does a, a weekend yeah. off for you look like? What do you do? <laughs> well, I, I'm getting older, but Ugh. but not slower. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, o- o- older but not slower. But you know, to keep. To keep yourself uh, on, on a competitive edge in a series like this, you know, that you're racing against 14, 15, 16, 17-year-old kids that are there literally to, 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 to beat you and to prove themselves, 
um, I have to keep my game on the top. So, so it's a, it's an everyday uh, preparation. You know, I, you know, I hit the gym. I have a, a, a physical trainer. I, I ride my bicycle for a couple hours a day. But I'm talking about every day. You know, it's uh, consistency is what makes the difference in in a race car driver's career. And you know, I, I'm fortunate enough that I've had. Uh, quite quite good um, opportunities in my racing career, but but I, I also deliver uh, some some good results on championships, and and I don't take those things for granted. I I work very hard, and I know it's a it's a constant work. And if you're uh, fading away, most likely you're gonna you're gonna lose performance. So you know it's 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 not easy, but it's what we love. Yeah, you know, I'm just going to go with this. Uh, you're not slowing down. You're just like, you're like a, a wine. You're getting better. And <clears throat> frankly, I'm just going to say this. You uh, want to put a big check in the mail and have it get there in P1, hire Rafa Matos. Because, dude, you, you, uh, you never mail it in. You are like a FedEx ex- extraordinary. And I just I love watching you do what you do, you work your craft. And... Uh, you know, you better get a bigger garage because, you know, mama's going to start screaming and yelling, and that's not a good thing. Because if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. <laughs> Rafa, go give him hell this weekend. I knew you like that. Go give him hell this weekend. Do what you do. I'm ex- I don't want to say jinx anything, but uh, there's there's three uh, steps to the podium, and there's only one that I want to see you on. Have a great weekend. Uh, thanks to Jessica and Claggett and everybody for, uh, you know, bringing us so many great drivers like yourself. And uh, I love Trans Am. Uh, go to gotransam.com and watch uh, everything that they're doing. Rafa, have a great weekend. Give them hell. And uh, if you got to move somebody, just do it. <laughs> Kurt, it's always, it's always a pleasure talking to you, man. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to give our best tomorrow, and, and hopefully we're, we're going to put a good show for the fans and uh, hope you'll come out of here with, uh, with a good, good, uh, good win uh, or a podium finish. But a win would be very appreciated. Very Thank you stuff. for the time. Oh, yeah. Rafa Matos, your 2018-2021 Trans Am 2 champion. 20 wins. I believe that's most in the category. Um, and as I say, never, he never mails it in. He just uh, drives uh, straight to the top. So uh, it's Rafa Matos right there. It is Race Central on the radio. They're in Nashville this weekend. And if it's anything like last year, it's going to be one hell of a party. And uh, hopefully Rafa will be drinking the champagne uh, this weekend. So it's Race Central on the radio. Go to racecentralmedia.com. Watch the video cast with Sid the Kid. It's Race Central Unplugged. And anywhere you can hear my voice in the whole, whole wide world, you can watch Race Central TV. It's Race Central on the radio. It's a drive from 3 to 5. And we're out of here. Back after this. About 32 minutes after the hour, it is Race Central on the radio. I'm Motorsports Insider Kirk Hansen. It's the drive from 3 to 5, what we do almost every Friday. <laughs> With uh, my schedule the way it's been this year, it's uh, uh, and I don't like doing it, but sometimes, man, got to give this sucker a break, man. I just tell you, it's like, ugh, what can I say? I, but I love it. I, there's nothing else I'd rather do. There's no place I'd rather be. But uh, right here with Sid the Kid on Friday afternoons from 3 to 5, shooting Race Central TV. Um, we have a special Bandamere tribute show coming up. Uh, I'm not sure what we're to call it yet. We were in Antron Brown's uh, and Justin Ashley's hospitality. Very shiny, very good food. Some of the best barbecue I've ever had. They have like a, uh, you know, a gourmet chef, like a lot of teams do. And this 
this dude, he can cook up some cute. Um, so we, and we interviewed, you know, Force and, and Antron and Justin, uh, Chris King, uh, firefighter extraordinaire, uh, uh, engine number one in Chicago. Um, you know, uh, a really fascinating interview. Uh, the Maynard family got involved in drag racing a few years ago, um, and they were all they were badasses in the army. And oh, by the way, that's back in the day when Tony Schumacher was the Sarge Army of One. You know, and uh, he talks a story about the story of his mother passing. He talks about um, because they're drag race fans. They went to, and I think it was Bristol, Thunder Valley. And uh, mom's in the wheelchair, and who goes roaring on by at 330 miles an hour but uh, the Sarge. And she she looks at her husband and says, I want one now. And that's how they got involved. This The connection with Tony Schumacher. Now they're with uh, Justin Ashley. Um, and a couple other teams. Uh, uh, the Levi Ray and Shoop uh, guys. Uh, Who's Tim Wilkerson? Thank you very much. Um, what are you doing? Your calisthenics back there? <laughs> uh, but it's a fascinating story. Uh, Joe Junior, uh, Joe Maynard, Senior is the the um, uh, patriarch, and a mom of the matriarch passed away a few years ago. Uh, actually, this year. Fascinating, tear jerking story. All the interviews. I mean, I think we're going to call something like uh, the last show or one last pass or something corny like that. Um, and I'm I'm looking forward to getting that on the air. We're probably not going to air that until the season winds down and stuff because those those type of shows, those documentary type shows, play really well uh, once we go into the very short off season because when all the networks go dark, our our TV numbers go through the roof, and that's I mean. It's uh, it's evergreen. It lives forever. You can watch it a million times. Uh, we have people that do that. Unbelievable. Um, so that's probably going to be the drill there. Um, and now I forgot what I was going to say. So a, a guy that's been having a pretty good year, and if I do make it out to um, Knoxville Nationals, the NOS Energy Drink Knoxville Nationals presented by Casey's. I, I got to tell you, uh, High V is the real deal. They got bars in some of their convenience stores. They get activation, and what they did that weekend, uh, the doubleheader at the Corn a couple weeks ago, unbelievable. Uh, they really, I mean, all motorsports needs great partners like hy V. Um, so, Ricky, I met Ricky last year in uh, the luxury suite that uh, uh, is, uh, uh, well, it's, it's in the, the Clawson um, Towers and Suites. I'll leave it at that. And uh, that's the, the Stenhouse Marshall team. The Marshalls hail from Vail, Colorado. Super, super neat people. Uh, love um, and, and the family, too. They're all in, in, into uh, sprint car racing. Why wouldn't you be? So I talked to Ricky last year. It was pr- pretty cool. Uh, I'm, I'm certain he'll be there uh, next week in Knoxville. But, you know, oh, by the way, he did win the, the uh, Daytona 500. And he's having a, a kind of a year for the ages and good for him. Uh, he, he was going to be the next, the next big, 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 big deal when they had the, the, uh, the Gong Show, uh, and he was on it. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember the, I think it wasn't Gibbs. It was uh, might have been Roush. And uh, 
his teammate, uh, uh, who actually ended up winning the Daytona 500 uh, the next year. Ricky kept crashing and crashing and crashing and ended up out of a drive. And, and um, yeah, let's, uh, let's hear from Ricky Stenhouse. Thanks, Fox Sports, right here and right now. This Daytona 500 champ uh, it's been nice. Uh, it's nice being introduced as a Daytona 500 champion, uh, knowing that you know we were able to, especially that week, just represent the sport uh, in their 75th anniversary, getting it kicked off. You know, a great season. We've had you know great turnouts, great crowds, great viewership. Uh, so it was really cool to kind of kick off the season uh, as a Daytona 500 champion. You know, being able to you know represent the sport of NASCAR, and then going forward. You know, going to all the appearances, uh, I get reminded every day that, that we won the Daytona 500, which is not a bad idea. Uh, you know, not bad to get reminded of it. You know, this sport is so tough. You know, we feel like we're only as good as our last race. So it's good to have our sponsors and fans, you know, remind us that, hey, we, we won the Daytona 500 this year because it was a long time ago. Uh, you know, we're, we're well into the season and, you know, we, we keep our head down and, and focused on each week. And so... Uh, it's it's a good reminder sometimes. Uh, have you been surprised at all about how kind of long the uh, notoriety has lasted, or the intensity of the notoriety? Or yeah, I would like say I would say you know like obviously you know winning some you know nationwide series championships and things like that. I felt like that lasted for a while, um, you know. But I, I look at the people that won a Daytona 500, and you know you're always a Daytona 500 champion. Um, every time they introduce you, um, you know, at, at cup races. So, uh, for me, it's, it's unreal, uh, to be in that club and, you know, we, we worked really hard for that. We tried for a, a decent amount of time. I know there's some, some that have, have tried longer than others, you know, to win that race. And so I think that's a, that's another thing that I'm glad we, we checked that off the bucket list. A 500 trophy, like a certain spot at home have you gotten that yeah it's uh it's it's in between the basically the living room and the kitchen so um we we did some updating to our house recently and we took a lot of the trophies that i had sitting out and put those kind of in a back room but um we definitely kept the daytona 500 trophy uh kind of front and center i wonder if he actually between the kitchen and what we say the kitchen and what the den the living room I wonder if it has its own room and it's like monster size and it just sits there in its own room and looks out around the house and goes, I'm here. Um, yeah, I mean, that's Bob Pockerus. And I don't know. He's, Ricky, uh, Ricky had an interesting start to his career. Yes, he did win a couple Xfinity. He was push back then. And uh, Trevor Bain was his teammate. And uh, <clears throat> Ricky was going to be the next big deal. I mean, that's how – Touted this guy was. Very talented. And then, I mean, he hit everything but the lottery. Uh, got, you know, released by the team because he basically, you know, ate him out of house and home. And uh, right after that happened, his uh, former teammate, Trevor Bain, went on and won the Daytona 500. That was good for the sport. Trevor Bain, interesting guy, then comes down with a, a blood disease and has to leave, leave the sport for a few years. Uh, now doing TV, he's a very, very good job. Very handsome, well-spoken young man. I don't think he's been back in the car. I don't think he can get. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he has his license and he'll they'll sign off. But uh, I think his you know time's just passed. It is Race Central on the radio. It's last call, not for alcohol.
for the best damn motorsports show you're ever going to hear. Follow us on the web at racecentralmedia.com. Uh, on Twitter, at Race Central, Instagram, and on the web at racecentralmedia.com. Also, our Facebook, Facebook slash Kurt Hansen. Uh, Kurt Hansen's Race Central Media, Kurt Hansen's uh, Race Central Television Show. You know, you kind of get the drift. It's, uh, it's a fast Friday. It's a beautiful Friday here on the Mile High. One more segment to go. We're back after this. Downtown Denver, I call it the City of Cranes. A little segue right there. That's how I do that. Uh, that's a, that was a great TV show. I mean, I can remember uh, Crockett and Tubbs, man. Back in the day, that was uh, every Friday night. I mean, they had watch parties all over uh, uh, Country Cross County where I lived in Northern California. It was uh, a pretty funny stuff. Like a lot of a little place I used to hang out, Stadium Pub. Great food. Um Richard, the uh, former owner, I was with him watching Daytona when um, Dale Earnhardt Sr. passed, and he was a motorcycle cop in New York and then moved to Florida and actually led the um, uh, Daytona 500 parade on a motor unit. Uh, dark day, you know. I knew right away, not good, and Richard's, I think he's going to be, I'm like, no, no, it's uh Sadly, there's there's tells in every sport, but uh, uh, when they don't call flight for life right away, and you aren't informed the driver is okay, it's because they don't need it, and that's kind of the way that goes. Uh, IndyCar in Nashville uh, this weekend, <clears throat> incredibly successful weekend last year. Marcus Erickson was your winner after his his little flight time in the Husky chocolate machine. <laughs> God, uh, he's he's an interesting guy. He didn't win the eighty five hundred. Probably should have won it again, but hey, it's the way it goes. Um, uh, but kind of boring, frankly. It's, he's kind of like sucking on uh, dark chocolate or vanilla ice cream. Just kind of, but nice guy, very nice guy. Um. So, and you like that? <laughs> uh, and so, based on the success of last year, and, you know, stick ticket sales this year, and God, I hope it stops raining, um, they have been awarded the, the series finale in 2024. So, the 2024 season will wrap up in Nashville. That, that's probably November, October race. Uh, this year, it's Laguna Seca, uh, one of my home tracks in Northern California. I might have to do that. Get me a little shine, some barbecue, you know, just kind of roll like that. Um, yeah, uh, I got a little more audio than I'm going to get to this IndyCar story. <clears throat> that, uh, you know, I think it'd be a good way to kind of wrap the show up. 
But uh, we're talking uh, to Mr. Jacuzzi. I like that. I grew up with the Jacuzzi family in Lafayette, California. Lana Jacuzzi. Very nice girl. But you probably heard of Jacuzzis. Really? Come on. Um, but he's talking about, well, let's just go ahead and hear from the, uh, the Jacuzzi man on uh, the latest stuff going on in NASCAR. And everything. So when we did the group runs, we wanted to see, okay, let's line them up like a, like a real race, fast and slow, and see what happens. And then let's invert them and see if those fast guys can get back to the front. So we saw some of that, but a lot of the feedback from the drivers was it wasn't quite enough. Um, so we got some discussions ongoing of what we could do tomorrow um, based off some of their feedback. But good direction. They had a lot of feedback on tires. So tomorrow we've got uh, quite a bit going on with tires. So hopefully that steers us in a direction as well. Um, so, so some good learnings today for sure. But obviously we wanted a grand slam and uh, didn't get that. But. Right, so maybe a different splitter or something, or a different spoiler and something like that? Yeah, so uh, we're definitely going to do the tire program we had planned. Um, so we'll start the day on that and work through that. Um, so we'll probably revert back to the initial package they ran today, which would be that, that splitter with it open, um, same spoiler they had on and all that. Um, so we would run through that, uh, probably take three hours in the morning, um, let the drivers pick out uh, which tire they thought was best or what direction they thought was best. And then in the morning, we're going to let the teams know if we uh, decide to run a modified aero package from today, we'll let them know in the morning meeting, give them a couple hours to get ready for that, and then um, probably have some open time and then repeat and do a group run again toward the end of the day. I have to say this, and, and, and you know, a lot of the old-timers um, – would feel differently. I know Photo Joe Star feels differently, but the reality of it is, if you haven't noticed, by the way, the world's changed a lot. I mean, John Force had one of the most epic speeches when they interviewed him at the last race at Bandimer Speedway, and he talked about being so broke when he first came to Bandy. He stayed in in John Senior, so there's there's Senior who's passed. And junior, which a lot of people call senior, but he's really junior. And then there's sporty. Uh, we call him sporty because he's John three. The it was pretty emotional, <clears throat> and it was you know, and he dropped a couple f bombs and stuff. I mean, it was pretty interesting, but very passionate. Um, I give NASCAR huge credit for taking risks and and gambling on all these new setups. I mean, there were so many people that that said Chicago was going to be a disaster. Even with the rain, that was a huge success. We need, I mean, look at the Hy-Vee IndyCar weekend a couple weeks ago uh, in the corn. Huge crowd. Uh, so many people poo-pooed it. You know, it's really just a rock concert that a race breaks out of. Well, not really. But they brought in... Tens of thousands of people that came for the concert and went to the race and went, you know what? Mikey likey. So you, you need, it's like the IndyCar weekend uh, and NASCAR weekend at the Brickyard coming up in a couple of weeks. Great idea. Expose the brand to people that normally would not look at your brand. The sport needs to evolve. Not that there's anything, quote-unquote, wrong with it, but, you know, 
if somebody told you 10 years ago that you're going to watch all your favorite TV shows on your watch, on your wrist, or you'd have an app, uh, you know, 20 different apps on your TV to watch streaming stuff, um, you might have thought that whatever said individual was consuming was probably illegal and going to kill them. World's changed, man. You have to adapt with the times. It's like Race Central Radio and Race Central TV. When I first built the Race Central TV model, I had a plan. And bless his soul, you know, five or six years ago, having dinner with Paul Walker at the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb, <clears throat> shared with him the Race Central TV concept uh, of, of, you know, high-impact, short videos, but a lot of really different stuff and cool stuff. So that in any one show, maybe see a little IndyCar, a little NASCAR, a little Aussie V8 Supercar, a little World of Outlaws. I mean, whatever it may be, Red Bull Air Race. We're exposing all these different brands, which we broadcast, to people that normally would not open the old, you know, newspaper on Sunday morning and go, oh, I'm going to look at that even though I've never seen an IndyCar race. I'm a NASCAR fan or vice versa. The world's changed. We need to keep evolving, and I give NASCAR credit. Uh, they got two more years left on their Chicago uh, contract, I believe. You will see more street races, even though they had to shorten the race because it was getting dark and it was raining. The backdrop of seeing a next-gen car going 180 miles an hour down a straightaway with you know the Sears Tower in the backdrop or whatever, that is iconic. It's really, really good stuff. And blending these different race series together and exposing uh, said product that you might not ever watch, which you watch and you go, you know what? That's pretty good stuff. Which is why I implore you, here comes the shameless plug, uh, watch Race Central TV. Watch it on racecentralmedia.com and see what I'm talking about. Uh, I mean, we got, you know, during the pandemic, we had people that would sit and watch. We've only done 1,500 TV shows. So we're kind of new. But, uh, you know, watch five hours a day. My God. I, I would, if I don't look at myself for five hours, I'd throw up. But it works. And, you know, having, uh, you know, races, um, you know, at, at tracks that were closed and, you know, they bring them back to life and do and exhibitions and stuff like that. It's good stuff. You know, we can't forget about our history, but we have to look forward to the future. Listen to me. I sound like I got a college degree. Oh, I do. Uh, in in BS. <laughs> I never went to school for this stuff. I just kind of figured it out on my own, sort of. It is Race Central on the radio. What the? Are you kidding me? We're done? Are, are, you, are you picking up the Chinese tonight there, Sid? It's sweet. Or Bradley's uh, food truck stuff? Sounds good. Yeah, there we go. It is Race Central on the radio. Uh, thanks, uh, all of you, for tuning in. Uh, every Friday from 3 to 5, it's a drive. Visit us on the web at racecentralmedia.com. And when it comes time to do commerce, support the people that support us because truly without great fans that listen to this show or watch us on TV or consume us on the Internet. And by the way, go to racecentralmedia.com and sign up for that newsletter so you can get all kinds of uh, cool stuff and find out about uh, all the great events we've got coming up. Uh, yeah, it's it's early August. Still a lot of racing to go. I can't believe we're already talking about uh, 2024, Daytona 500, and final rounds for the championship series. Oh, my God. 
a little tidbit, too. Uh, Alex Ballou is now rumored. He is your points leader. Now, he got his ass kicked in, in Iowa by Joseph Newgarden, who back-to-backed it and took a huge bite out of his championship lead, which which at one point looked almost insurmountable. Now it's definitely uh, overcomable. So uh, he's allegedly three, three Formula One teams interested in having him. McLaren is one of them, but also in their IndyCar ride. So we'll have to see how that all plays out. A little nasty with McLaren and Ganassi last year. I've heard the real story. What can I tell you? That's what we do. We break it down, give you unabashed uh, insights and a little bit of insanity. That's what we do. Have a great weekend. Support the people that support us. Colpar's Hobbytown, North Star, uh, North Star's Superstore, Liquor Superstore. I'll get it right. I'll catch up. Coyote Motorsports dents by hand. I mean, support the people that support us because without them, we truly can't do what we do. Have a great weekend. Be safe. It's going to be a beautiful one. And as I like to kind of wrap up, do something nice for somebody. Make you feel good. We'll see you next week. Of my sin.